G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. There is a paradox in our culture today. On the one hand, we prize authenticity. Uh, There's a saying that says, you do you, I'll do me, you do you. Uh, That's an interesting saying. We'll unpack that as we go in our conversation today. On the other hand, in the workplace, it can be such a dog-eat-dog world that leaves no room for us to show any hint of our own weaknesses, our own vulnerabilities. So we'll often tend to wear a mask covering up how we are really going. Well, a conference that is about to come to a capital city near you is getting underway in the next week with the intent of showing Christians how we can take off the mask and be real with our colleagues at work. Andrew Laird is the Life at Work National Manager with City Bible Forum. He's based in Melbourne and the spearhead for the first national tour of the Life at Work conference. Reflecting on how a growing hunger amongst Christians is to know how they can take their faith into the workplace. A special welcome along to 2020, Andrew Laird. Great to hear from you. Thanks for having me, Neil. Andrew, this is a big tour that you're about to get underway, and this is a conference you've been running for quite a few years now, and uh, now you're sort of taking it to the next level. Give us a little insight on on actually coming to a capital city near listeners to our conversation today. Yeah, that's right, Neil. It's it's called the Life at Work Conference, uh, and as the name suggests, it's thinking about our life at work, our life as Christians in the workplace, and, and how our Christian faith uh, connects and with our daily work and, and shapes who we are in the workplace and how we work. And uh, as you say, it's a conference that's been it's been running for a number of years here in Melbourne, about six or seven years. Uh, but for the first time, we're actually taking it on the road and we're going to be taking it to seven capital cities around Australia throughout February and March. So starting in Adelaide uh, next week and then on to Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney, Hobart, Canberra, and, uh, and finishing up in Perth on March 20 and 21. Hey, I know you've got a big lineup of speakers and great speakers in there too. If you've got a, a bit of a list there, give us a, a little bit of an insight into the sort of speakers that people will be able to have access to when they go along to this conference. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got, uh, we've got three keynote speakers who are, who are spreading a, a across the country. Uh, the first one is Professor Ian Harper. Uh, Ian is he's probably one of Australia's leading uh, economists and a Christian man. Uh, has worked worked for a number of years for Deloitte as a as a senior partner there. These days he's the dean of the Melbourne Business School, uh, but he also sits on the board for the uh, Reserve Bank of Australia. Uh, so when when you hear each month about the, the the Reserve Bank deciding whether to 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 lift interest rates or keep them the same or drop them. Uh, Ian is one of those who, who makes that decision each month. Um, and so he'll be joining us in, uh, in three of the, the cities where the conference is heading, uh, in, in Sydney, 
and uh, in Melbourne and in and in Perth, and he's going to share really uh, some stories about how he has been unmasked in the workplace, uh, making it very clear that he's a Christian, and some of the opportunities that has uh, given him to to speak particularly into uh, moments of grief and challenge that have happened uh, in the lives of those uh, that he has worked with. Uh, and along with that, just exploring some of the questions around being vulnerable and even weak and unmasked when you're in leadership. Uh, we perhaps expect our leaders to always put on a, a brave face and, and never show any sign of weakness. And so we're going to explore that with him a little bit as well too. So he's, he's one of the, the keynote presenters. Uh, along with him uh, is a woman by the name of Carney Elias. Uh, she's a lieutenant colonel in the Australian Defence Force. And uh, she's going to be presenting in, in four of the cities, uh, in Adelaide, uh, in Brisbane, uh, in Hobart, and, uh, and also in Sydney. And she'll be in those four there. And I think it's going to be very interesting with Carney because if there's one, if there's one uh, workplace where you're never meant to show any sign of, of weakness or vulnerability, then, then it's the Defence Force. And yet Carney's going to explore of what does it mean to be real, what does it mean to be be vulnerable and even express weakness in a in a context or work environment like that. So Carney's one of the other ones. And then the final uh, keynote presenter that we have is uh, Michael Spence. And Michael is the Vice-Chancellor at the University of Sydney. Uh, he's been there, I think, in that role since around 2008. And uh, he's going to be presenting in Canberra and, uh, and Hobart. Uh, some of your listeners might be familiar with Michael and, uh, and uh, his personal story. It was uh, profiled in, uh, in the book uh, by the ABC journalist Lee Sales, Any Ordinary Day, a couple of years ago. Uh, Michael features in her book and uh, tells the, the very sad story of, uh, of the death of his wife uh, at a pretty young age of cancer. And, uh, and he's going to be sharing uh, that with us and really how, as a Christian person, uh, his experience of God's strength uh, in that time of, of weakness and grief and the ways in which he saw God's strength and God's glory shine in his life to uh, particularly his colleagues. Well, what uh, an outstanding what lineup you've got. Uh, Professor Ian Harper, you've got Carney Elias, uh, one of those leading Christian women in our Australian Defence Force, and Dr Michael Spence, uh, Sydney University Vice-Chancellor. Uh, High-calibre right. people who are leaders in their field, and they're going to be talking about vulnerability in the workplace. Now, some of us will be thinking vulnerability as an employee, you know, you've got people at different levels in the workplace, haven't you? You've got those who are uh, the ones who are the workers in some sense, Mm. and then you go up through middle management and then up to the highest levels of leadership. And I imagine that when we're talking about vulnerability and unmasking ourselves, it's going to be a little bit different at different levels. And uh, I know that listeners might have their own insights to offer here too, and we'll make that opportunity shortly. But uh, but there are different levels in the workplace. Uh, what are your thoughts for vulnerability and honesty and being unmasked as a Christian at whatever level you might be, Andrew? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So just to add to that, we've, we've got, in, in addition to the three of those, we've got a, a number of other, uh, I guess, more, people more junior in the workplace who'll be exploring it as well, because you're absolutely right that, that it, it looks different uh, depending on where you, you sit uh, in the so-called pecking order uh, in the workplace. And so how to, how to approach that? 
I'm going to be presenting as well at, uh, at each of these conferences and doing some teaching from the Bible, in particular from the book of 2 Corinthians, and really applying that to, to all of us wherever we sit in the workplace. And I'm going to be exploring where the strength comes from to be unmasked because, because it is a little bit confronting to the, the prospect of being real uh, in the workplace, but also exploring the ways in which God's strength is able to, to shine through our weakness and the way in which being vulnerable, being real uh, in, in God's economy uh, is actually good for us. And so I'll be seeking to do that uh, across the spectrum, wherever wherever you sit in the workplace. Take us to uh, some of those thoughts from Second Corinthians for a few moments, because uh, having a biblical foundation is a very powerful thing if you are setting sail in your own workplace experience as a Christian believer. Uh, what sort of things do you share out of Second Corinthians that uh, that might be useful in our conversation at this point? Sure. Yes. No. We 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 like to we begin the conference by with that biblical foundation before we really turn to the to the people I've been speaking about and, and their stories and, and and see what it looks like in their lives. Uh, but I'm going to be uh, giving two presentations at the conference. The first from from two Corinthians chapter five, uh, which is where Paul really talks about his identity, uh, who he is in Christ, and I'm going to be um, making the the point that it's when we're sure of who we are in Christ and our status in Him and and the righteousness that we have in Christ, uh, that that is what actually frees us up to be real and be vulnerable because uh, people may respond negatively to our our honesty and our openness and our vulnerability, um, but we find a freedom to to be honest regardless of how people respond, respond when we know who we are in Christ, an identity that is, that is unchanging and uh, is unfixed, regardless of what other people might say of us, for good or for ill. And so I'm going to be, I'm going to be looking at that uh, in my first talk at the conference. I uh, guess, and then in the second one, yep. moving on to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, a passage where Paul talks about a thorn uh, in his flesh, uh, pleading with God to take it away, and God's answer being no. Um, but instead something better. God's saying, I'm not taking the thorn away, but you'll have an experience of my grace and my strength and my all-sufficiency in your weakness so that uh, my, my glory might be, uh, be seen in your life. And so I'm going I'm to share um, fairly honestly myself in, in both of those talks, but in particular the second one, uh, I'm going to be unmasked and, uh, and share some of my story around uh, difficulty in my life, um, the ways in which I have been tempted to keep it covered up, but the way uh, in revealing it, God's glory and God's strength has been able to be seen more clearly in my own life. Wow. Well, we might get to a moment where you can share a point or two about your mm. own life because I know, Andrew, this is a passion uh, that you carry now about this strength of vulnerability in the workplace and and given that you are leading the part of uh, the city bible forum organization that you do uh, life at work uh, this is your passion and so uh, so you're really living what the what you're what you're talking about in this conference it, it is part of you oh absolutely you know the old saying practice practice what you preach and so and so yes i i will be at these conferences encouraging people and, and really 
uh, calling them in light of Scripture to, to be unmasked uh, because it is, it is a key way by which God's glory is made known and uh, his strength is seen in our weakness. And so, and so I feel a burden, and I think rightly so, to be unmasked myself. Um, because uh, this is, uh, I, I often I often say with uh, when I give presentations like this that in some ways I'm almost speaking first and foremost to myself yep. uh, because I, I, I myself am figuring out what does it mean for my Christian faith to shape my daily work. Um, I'm trying to figure it out for myself too, um, but then bring that to to bear and apply to to others' lives so that they might be encouraged as well too. Andrew, don't want you to give, to give away your whole presentation, but let us in on one of your weaknesses, uh, one of your vulnerabilities that listeners will no doubt relate to as we're talking about being a Christian in the workplace. So, uh, what's the one that comes to mind for you that you can share with us uh, publicly today? Mm. Well, look, I'm, the one that I'm going to, to refer to in the conference is actually... Um, it's, it's, it's reasonably recent, uh, only a couple of years ago, but I am... Um, I burnt out very significantly um, from from overwork, uh, and there were a number of factors driving that. And uh, and as a result, uh, I have uh, the way that burnout manifested itself was in terms of some some pretty paralysing anxiety. And uh, many of your listeners might be familiar with that. Uh, if if they aren't themselves, then uh, then there is probably someone known to them because uh, mental health, uh, anxiety, depression is such a, a prevalent thing in our our culture today, and uh, and and that is something I had known in a small way in my life, but uh, but my burnout really, uh, if you like, brought it to the surface in a very debilitating way, and had a very significant impact on my ability to to even work. Um, and so, uh, the what Paul talks about in two Corinthians twelve feels very familiar to me in terms of a thorn that uh, pleading with God to take away, which, uh, which he hasn't necessarily re- removed, and yet uh, in that has provided uh, something greater, which is an experience of his strength and his enabling and his empowering uh, to, to get me through when uh, it is far beyond my capacity or ability to do it. Uh, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share, uh, share some of that. Um, and I imagine that uh, that is something that, as I say, uh, if not is known to, to some of your listeners um, personally, uh, no doubt people in their lives uh, that, who are known that that is a, a battle and a struggle that they face. And look, the, what I'll share a little bit as well is, is, is around the, the, uh, the desire to keep that covered up and not uh, let on that you're not coping and uh, a time in my past when I when I did that, particularly in the workplace, and and yet uh, it was so much harder I found to be masked and keep things like that hidden than it was actually in the long run to be unmasked and to reveal, hey, I'm not doing so well and I need help. As you say, there's a concern, isn't there, that if we are vulnerable, that if we are unmasked, that people in our workplace will respond negatively. And so we're afraid uh, to let people in on uh, some of the weaknesses and some of the vulnerabilities that we have, or that we're going through a hard time at work. Uh, But as you say, uh, when you do unmask that, yes, there may be a time when you have to wait for everybody's reaction, 
but ultimately you can be stronger beyond that point. Is that the sort of, I mean, does this have a positive ending, this story? Uh, is it something we ought to expect that in our own vulnerabilities and our weaknesses as those are exposed, that ultimately we'll be strengthened, that things will go better? What are your thoughts here? Yeah, look, I think you're absolutely right that we don't know how people will respond when, we are, when we're unmasked. Uh, when we reveal our weaknesses and our vulnerabilities, uh, and there is a, there's a risk there that, and I don't want to be naive, naive about it, that uh, uh, the workplace can be a pretty dog eat dog world, and if you to show any signs of weakness or vulnerability, then uh, it may be that some uh, exploits that. And uh, but we've got to. But I think the call for the Christian person is to um, is to be honest and is to be real recognizing as paul says in 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 two corinthians that that actually when we are when we are weak um we will have an experience of god's strength and enabling that uh, that we might not have had if we thought we could do it ourselves Um, but but even more than that um his his power and his strength will be seen all the more clearly uh in our lives when we do and so uh where to where to step out in faith if you like and and take that risk um, recognizing that uh, uh, this might be for his glory uh, in our life and with our colleagues. And the, and the other thing as well is that the reality is, in the workplace, everyone's struggling. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Everyone. Uh, those everyone. who look like they're doing so well are often wearing a mask, and there are Absolutely. often issues in their own life as well. A biblical perspective on life, culture, and current events. This is 2020 on Vision Christian Radio. Well, we're talking about being unmasked at work today and not a lot to do with the coronavirus. A lot of people wearing or wanting to or thinking that they should wear a mask with regard to the latest health scare. But no, we're talking about the sort of masks that might be hiding, in some sense, our vulnerabilities, almost to the point, and you can draw your own line here as to what makes that a simple, it's a privacy issue or whether you're deliberately deceiving people when it comes to the mask you might wear in the workplace. Andrew Laird is our guest. He is with City Bible Forum. He's the Life at Work National Manager, about to take a national tour on the road in all the capital cities in about a week's time, starting in Adelaide on the 7th and the 8th, Brisbane then following that, the 14th and 15th of February, Melbourne 20th, 21st, Sydney February 29th, in Hobart March 6 and 7, Canberra 13 and 14, and in Perth 20th, 21st. Andrew, let me come to something pretty important here, because Mm. when we're Christian believers, we want to have the character of Christ, and we recognize that our weaknesses ought not to be concealed, because that, in fact, might be part of a definition of what we'd call hypocrisy. And if Jesus was speaking against hypocrisy, he was pretty firm and solid on that. And so there's a certain sense here in which hypocrisy is one of those things we want to avoid, uh, but we're sort of walking a tightrope here. Uh, give us some thoughts on uh, on how the character of Christ and hypocrisy are opposites. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, this very much dovetails with those ideas around hypocrisy, and if you, if you like, almost the opposite of that integrity, which is what, no, what you see is what you get, whereas hypocrisy is 
um, what you see is not actually who you are or what you get. And so uh, there is a there is a call for the Christian person to to not be characterised by hypocrisy, but by uh, integrity that they're the same uh, through and through. I often think of the person uh, Daniel. Uh, in the book of the Bible, Daniel is uh, just a wonderful model of that, uh, particularly in the workplace as well, too, uh, where there is no no hiding of who he is, and particularly no hiding of his uh, allegiance to to God, uh, even though uh, it's very costly for him. Uh, and yet, that is the that is the call for the Christian person. And uh, as I was saying uh, before the ad break, that um, in some ways, what enables us to do that is that confidence of, of who we are in Christ. I mean, I was speaking before particularly about uh, our identity before God and the righteousness that we have in Christ and, and knowing who we are uh, frees us up to uh, be open and be, be real, uh, even if other people might not like that. Uh, but I guess in addition to that, there is all the other um, spiritual blessings uh, in Christ that we might enjoy and uh, not least the, the hope that Christians have, which I think enables them that in the face of uh, the temptation to um, hide something, um, because uh, the consequences might be might be negative. In Daniel's case, they're very, very serious. Might not be quite so serious for us in the workplace. But I think the hope that we have as well means that well, nothing can ultimately harm us uh, if we have that hope, and so we can we can be real. But the temptation there is to be. Uh, to, to hide things and even to hide um, mistakes, uh, things that we've done wrong. Um, and but again, uh, the, the Christian person is called to uh, live openly, and uh, if we make mistakes, to to acknowledge them, uh, to not uh, not seek to hide them, but uh, to admit them, uh, make an appropriate apology and uh, seek to make restitution as well. And I think I, I've always said, I talk about the apologetic power of the apology in the workplace, in that the temptation might be to hide the mistakes, but actually it's very powerful for our Christian witness when we don't, uh, when we own up and say, I got it wrong. Interesting. Wow. You've drawn uh, drawn us into another level of depth there when we talk about not just uh, weaknesses of our own character, but those weaknesses that happen when we have made a mistake in the workplace to openly admit that rather than cover it up or even cast the blame onto another colleague uh, who may not actually be deserving of, uh, of getting that. Look, there's a, a lot of issues at play and Brendan on our Facebook post has offered a comment and uh, his comment is along the lines of, uh, of, you know, talking about, uh, you know, whether we should be vulnerable and unmasked in the work- workplace. He says, I don't. And he said uh, he's offered no on our little uh, uh, survey that's going this morning. He says, and we shouldn't, but things like Margaret Court and Israel Folau has put fear into a lot of Christians to be open mm-hmm. and honest about their faith and who they are. Uh, there is an environment right now, and you've got those high-profile identities who are slandered and who are attacked because of having a Christian view in the workplace. And I wonder whether you've got any thoughts about the difficulties that are beginning to accumulate in the workplace of when you are a Christian, being open about that and uh, talking weaknesses and vulnerabilities. Uh, what are your thoughts here, Andrew? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, that Facebook post makes a, it makes a very good point and uh, certainly not alone in thinking that. Um, the last couple of years, um, I, I meet regularly with, uh, with Christians who are in workplaces uh, right around uh, Melbourne in particular, but, but elsewhere also, and uh, the number of times that that concern uh, has come up in our conversations, I think, has only increased uh, in recent in recent years, and so it's it's a reality that that many Christians are feeling that you know what I think it's just safer to keep my head down and get on with my job, and uh, and uh, as much as possible not let that be known because I don't I don't want to be quizzed on that, or even more than that, um, perhaps face some sort of uh, hostility and and, and persecution. Uh, because of it and uh, I think the first thing I say to that is I absolutely understand uh, I feel that keenly too myself um, so and the the second thing to say to that is that you are not the only one who feels that too you're not alone if you're feeling that I think that's a very common uh, sentiment but the third thing to add to that is that um, I think some of the fear is 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 right but sometimes, um, but sometimes I think we need to be careful uh, about uh, how much fear is shaping who we are as a Christian and how we live. Uh, if there's one characteristic that I see uh, absent, if you like, in the New Testament amongst the Christian believers there, it's fear. Indeed, perfect love drives out fear. That Fear is not meant to be a hallmark of the Christian person um, because they, they can have confidence. Uh, that they trust in the sovereign God who rules over all things and, uh, and the hope of eternity that they have. And so fear, I think, we need to be, be, be on the lookout for in our lives because, because uh, we're frequently told, do not fear, do not be afraid. Why? Because we have a God who's sovereignly in control of all things. And just at a practical level as well, my, my personal experience has been and also the experiences many others that I've t- spoken to has been that uh, you're bigger in the workplace than just your one comment about I'm a Christian or my one comment on this particular subject matter. Um, we spent a huge amount of time in the workplace. Andrew, we'll come uh, back to pick up that yeah, thought because sure. you're talking about uh, the authenticity that we display in our everyday life makes us Mm. bigger than those sorts of criticisms that can come against us. I imagine that when we get into issues, as you began to elaborate just before the news, uh, when you've got a certain authenticity about who you are, unmasking will actually be your strength. Give us some insights here into being a genuinely authentic Christian when you are at work. Yeah, now we were talking just before the news about, I guess, some of the the risks of that as well too, weren't we? Particularly in a climate where um, people like Israel Folau and Margaret Court, and uh, and and uh, I guess the the controversy that has surrounded them, um, particularly in relation to their work, and and so that poll is uh, it's a fascinating result to find that fascinating. I guess not surprising in some ways too, because as we were saying before the news that. Uh, when, when we're in that kind of climate and environment, then uh, the temptation is, is keep the mask on and, and, and don't let it be known. Um, and so the thing just to add to that, and I guess answer your question as well too, is that, is that I like to say that uh, every text has a context. Uh, and that is we might have a text that we want to speak in the workplace to our colleagues. That is, I'm a Christian. 
I'm one of those. Uh, and perhaps if you're asking, this is my views on a particular topic. That's the text. But that text does not just come in isolation in the workplace. There's a context to it. And the context is uh, our lives, who we are in the workplace and, and how we live. And, uh, and to quote uh, the Apostle Peter here, um, he says, live such good lives amongst the pagans. They see your good deeds. Some won't like it. Some won't like it at all. Um, but others, it will cause them to stop and reflect on, on who you are and what you're on about. And uh, Peter even connects it to them eventually coming to glorify God. And so the thing to say about being authentic in the workplace is that I do think living an authentic Christian life in the workplace is attractive in lots of ways. There are lots of things about it that are very attractive. Well, I wanted to ask you about this because the idea of being a Christian in the workplace, and I suspect uh, there are some whose uh, minds are going through the whole sort of thing, you know, oh, you're going to be attacked for this, that or the other, and people will think less of you if you are a Christian in the workplace. Being a Christian is not a weakness. In fact, being a Christian is a strength And this is, I suspect, uh, one of those things that we're battling in our own minds as to how we deal with what strength does our Christianity bring to the workplace, Uh, because being a Christian is not a weakness or a vulnerability. In fact, uh, ultimately, and we've got 2,000 years worth of people to uh, look at uh, how their Christian faith has been a strength to them, Uh, sometimes there's this this mis conception isn't there about somehow or other i'm a christian that that's a weakness in the workplace no, no way no not at all i i absolutely agree with you there neil and it's interesting that there's a lot of uh there's a lot of literature around the workplace particular workplace leadership that that constantly picks up on on uh, strong christian themes servant leadership is is very popular in our culture today and we have the ultimate model of that in jesus christ um Honesty and integrity, um, love, when we demonstrate love towards one another, these sort of things are, these things are attractive. Um, people like to be treated uh, in those ways where we consider the interest of others before our own, where we're honest and they know that I can trust that person when I give them something to do or ask them to do something or give them some information that I don't want to go any further. Uh, so you're absolutely right. A, the Christian faith uh, is, is attractive in lots of ways. I mean, I don't want to be naive as well. The Apostle Peter himself says, some won't like your good deeds. And no matter how attractive it, it might be and how good it might be, uh, there will always be some who say, I don't want a bar of that. Uh, I don't want that. I don't like it. Um, elsewhere, the New Testament might say, well, partly it could be because it's actually shining a light on them. Uh, and some of the misdeeds in their life, and, and people don't like to have that exposed. But, um, but I think as we live authentically, as we live differently, that's attractive. And so when those moments come, as they inevitably do, to actually uh, be truly authentic and, and nail our colours to the wall, so to speak, and say, yes, I'm a Christian, and, uh, and this is what I think on these uh, potentially controversial topics, yeah, that text comes in the context of a life that has been lived differently. And in my own personal experience, um, people I talk to as well, they have found that when they have said uh, apparently controversial things about controversial topics in the workplace, their colleagues might have responded, well, you know what, I don't agree with that, but I like you. 
And so I'll, I'll give that view a, a hearing. Now, not everyone will respond like that, but some will. And I think the call for us is to, irrespective of how people respond, um, is to, to live such a good life amongst the pagans, as Peter says, and uh, be ready to give an answer. Just uh, on this strength of being a Christian, that it's not a weakness being a Christian in the workplace, uh, I've told this story before, and I know she won't mind me uh, mentioning it. I've got a sister-in-law who used to work for a wine company. And uh, people who work for a wine company typically are wine drinkers. And uh, my sister-in-law, who was a Christian, didn't drink. Mm. You know what? She ascended to the role of uh, leadership, uh, management. Do you know what the reason was? Because no, she didn't why. drink, she wasn't arriving hungover at work, and uh, she was uh, uh, she was made the the ideal employee. Because if everyone is uh, calling in sick, sorry, I can't come in today. I'm, you know, I'm I'm sick. I'm hungover. Uh, well, if yeah. you've got a person who works for a wine company and they don't drink, I can tell you they're very very valuable people for the boss. The boss <laughs> thinks you are valuable because uh, you have some Christian. Uh, ethics in play in your workplace. So uh, certainly not a disadvantage being a Christian because uh, we have a certain level of ethical standard that we bring, a certain level of integrity that we bring into the workplace. And so when we do then say, I'm a Christian, uh, then people who are around us will notice the authenticity of our lives and therefore our response has some weight uh, it's when you're a flaky Christian in the workplace, perhaps you better keep your opinion to yourself because you'll look very hypocritical. I, I guess that's a, an interesting observation there too. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, the, the scenario you tell as well of your, of your sister-in-law, I mean, the other thing that's demonstrated there, this may or may not have been the case in that scenario, but what's also demonstrated is, is she's a person of integrity. She yes. says something and she follows through on it. And that as well is something that uh, that any good employer... <laughs> is going to admire and want in their, in their employees. You know, somebody's going to chime in and say, you're a Christian at work, but the boss is not paying you to have a soapbox in the workplace and trumpet your Christian opinions. And uh, I wonder if you've got any thoughts about that too, because a part of the integrity that we might have as Christian believers is that we might be working hard for the boss on the boss's time, uh, rather than looking for uh, every opportunity that we can to perhaps what some people might see as waste time uh, talking about giving our Christian opinions. Yeah, look, one of the first things I always say about workplace evangelism, sharing your faith in the workplace, is that you've been employed to do a certain job, not to be an evangelist. Uh, there may be a few of us who are actually employed as evangelists, and if, if that's the case, then, uh, then your job is to tell people about Jesus. Go for it. Yeah. But for the most of us in the workplace, uh, on our job description is not evangelists. We've been employed to do a certain task. And so... Being a good witness in the workplace is actually doing that job well. Uh, I think that we've, we've got to recognise that we both declare the gospel with our lips, but we also display the gospel with our lives, that we're bearing witness to our colleagues each day, whether we like it or not, something of what it means to be a Christian. And, uh, and they are watching us closely, and they are picking up on these things. And uh, if we're slacking off, um, wanting to... I, I guess have a have a different priority and a different focus to being there than actually what we've been employed to be there to do. Uh, that will be noticed, 
and it won't commend the gospel. But having said that, uh, and this is, I come back to one Peter here, because he marries these two things together so wonderfully, where he emphasizes, you know, living such a good life amongst the pagans. But he, but he says as well, always be ready to give an answer, give the reason for the hopes that you have. And, and, and Peter's point is that as you are living differently, as you're living authentically, uh, even in a, an attractive way, uh, the time will come uh, when, when questions will be asked, and it's in those moments where we need to be unmasked and, and answer honestly, well, this is why I live as I do. Uh, this is why I behave as I do. This is the, this is the hope that is driving me more than the, the bottom line um, that many of, many of our colleagues might be, might be working for. And particularly in relation to this conference, I think those questions will often come actually in times of weakness and tragedy and, and vulnerability in the lives of our colleagues. Uh, I was saying, we were saying a little bit earlier that everyone has problems. <laughs> all of our colleagues do. It's not just us. And, uh, and they're all wearing a mask too, trying to make it look like everything's okay. But if we have been unmasked in the workplace and known as someone who is, who is um, familiar with, with weakness and difficulty in our own life, that I think that creates a, a trust in our colleagues that I can be unmasked with them too. If they've been so honest with me, then they're a safe person for me to share my issues and struggles and challenges and brokenness and difficulty with as well. And, uh, and, and when, we, when they do, they're, they're inviting us to speak in that moment and, and tell them the reason for the hope that we have. I suspect that there are so many listening in who would have had the experience in the workplace where they've been the brunt of jokes or the target of criticisms uh, from people who want to criticise their Christianity. But as you say, Andrew, when there is a tragedy, uh, family members died or some sort of uh, issue has happened in someone's life, uh, the person in the workplace that then becomes the one who can offer some hope, the one that person goes to when they're going through their hard time and they want to, uh, they want to, uh, you know, share the burden of their heart. They'll often find the person who's the Christian because there is something special about the Christian who has some level of compassion and some level of empathy because they're being trained in that because of their Christian experience and their connection with their local church that somehow or other there, this authenticity and this genuineness begins to shine through because uh, now, all of a sudden, what you've been working hard to do comes to the fore because you are the authentic person that can be, you can share some things with and, and hopefully in a, in a way that, uh, you know, can keep confidences and things like that. But, but this is one of the strengths again. And as you say, Andrew, not yeah. there to beat people around the ears, but always being prepared to share that hope that you have when someone is then in need of that. Absolutely. And look, you've just described precisely what Ian Harper is going to be talking about at the conference. So he has, he has stories of exactly that nature that he is going to share. Where it's been known very clearly to, uh, to his staff that he is a Christian person. And, uh, in particular time of tragedy, uh, they sought him out. Uh, he didn't seek them out. They sought him out because he was a Christian. They knew he had something different and they wanted hope. And so you've described precisely, I think, in many ways, 
what is what is a what is a common scenario if we have lived unmasked uh, in the workplace? If you live in a fallen world uh, with people who are sinful, uh, which we all do, uh, then it will only be a matter of time. Uh, where if we've been unmasked, uh, people will come to us and say, "Help." Uh, just back onto the evangelist thing. Uh, we're not paid mm. to be evangelist in the workplace, but in context here, neither is the atheist paid to be an evangelist for atheism in the workplace, and neither is the LGBT uh, uh, fanatic who wants to be an evangelist in their workplace. They're not paid to be evangelists there either. So there is a certain sense in which you've got some context, and it's not all down on Christians here. When the boss has got some expectations of you as to how you'll conduct yourself at work, uh, you can be exemplary as the Christian believer and uh, wait till that time comes rather than force your opinion. Yes, and look, you highlight one of the, one of the inconsistencies that uh, is in our culture today, and, 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 and there are many. But um, I guess we don't take our lead from the world around us. We take our lead from, from Christ and uh, what he models to us, and uh, we live according to uh, his, how he would have us live, uh, irrespective of the, uh, the, the inconsistencies uh, that, might, that might result because of it. But uh, yes, Andrew, it's... Uh, it's Come back to this hypocrisy thing for a moment, because mm. uh, one note here from a listener who's responded with a response on Facebook, Shell, who says some people's true colours and real character show at work. So if you're wearing the mask at work, you may be wearing the mask outside of work. You may be the masked Christian. Uh, your true colours showing at work. What I imagine is the ideal, is that your authenticity is that you are who you are outside of work and you are who you are, the same person at work. What are your thoughts for this idea of true colours and real character and and the fact that, you know, we're actually probably here being pushed towards the idea of, yes, be honest and unmasked? Yeah, look, you, you raise an interesting point. I, I think that most of the ways that, most of the time that God actually works in our life, making us more like Christ, is, is not at Sunday on a, a church, but actually Monday in the office. It's very, very easy to be uh, loving and, uh, and smiling and uh, kind and generous when we're uh, amongst our Christian brothers and sisters when we might gather for church. Um, it's hard to be all those things when you're in the workplace and you've got a, You've got a demanding boss, you've got annoying colleagues, uh, you've got pressures and uh, deadlines that can push you to the edge and uh, make you, uh, uh, I guess, less gentle than you might ordinarily want to be and uh, more impatient. Uh, and so I think you raise, a, raise an interesting point there that, that often the workplace does bring out our, our true colours. Um, and it's Equally often a place where I think God does some of his greatest work in our lives in making us more like Christ because the workplace reveals those sins, uh, reveals those areas where we're, we're not living like Christ. And so this is why I think it's so important that we bring our, our daily work before God in prayer at, at the start of each day. Uh, we commit our work to him and uh, ask him to enable us by his spirit to to live and work in a way that honours him and that's consistent. Um, and at the end of the day, too, no doubt confess 
and take a moment to recognise the ways you know we haven't uh, lived consistently, haven't lived in a way that honours Him, and and confess those and, and ask His for His Spirit to to change us and and make us more like Christ. I think they're the kind of things that uh, the workplace is going to expose in a way that uh, when we're just with our Christian community often isn't. Well, we're into some deeper waters today, and it's not an easy one to deal with. We know that there are risks in removing that mask at work. Uh, But, Andrew, let's finish off, hopefully, on uh, perhaps a a spiritual, practical high note here. Where do you find the strength uh, to be unmasked, to be vulnerable, to have your weaknesses on display, and at the same time, uh, your strengths are going to come through too in your Christian faith. Where do you find the strength to be unmasked? Yeah, yeah look, in addition to what, what I mentioned earlier in terms of knowing who we are in Christ and being sure in our identity in Him that we're, we're righteous before Him, we're perfect before Him, uh, irrespective of what other people think, the, the other key place that we go, uh, and this is perhaps a, a good point for us to land, is is looking to the person of Jesus Christ. Because uh, in Christ, we have the ultimate example of where you see strength in weakness uh, at the cross. Uh, Because the cross is weakness, the cross is death, and as the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians, the cross to the eyes of the world is foolishness. And yet, the cross, what looks like weakness, is actually the greatest strength. What looks like foolishness is actually the wisdom of God and what looks like death is actually life uh, for those who trust in Christ and and so it's in Jesus in his person and in particular his work on the cross that we actually see in its fullness this strength in weakness and God in his great wisdom has determined that that is how he works it's it's pattern right throughout scripture from the walls of jericho how do they fall down by marching around and doing nothing um how does god uh, bring life well it's through the death of his son and so i think that is god's pattern of doing things it's going to be his pattern of doing things in in our life too and so as we look to christ and see the the way that strength and life and wisdom comes through what looks what looks at face value to be weakness. I think I find that personally uh, inspiring and encouraging and really empowering for me to embrace, if you like, weakness. I mean, there is a there's a, a, a countercultural way of thinking, embracing weakness, or even as the Apostle Paul says, boasting in weakness. But when we look at what how weakness works in God's economy, ultimately in Jesus. I think that enables us to to boast in weakness. Okay. As we wrap things up on this conversation, I'll uh, let listeners in on how they can get some details about the tour. But uh, coming back to the poll for a moment, the online poll, the Facebook poll, at facebook.com forward slash vision radio, the poll has been asking, do Christians tend to wear a mask at work? And as the result at the end of this hour, and we can continue that poll through the day, you might like to check on it, 71% said, yes, Christians wear a mask at work, and 29% said no. So uh, an interesting outcome on that poll. Uh, Andrew Laird is the Life at Work National Manager for City Bible Forum. He is spearheading 
the first national tour of the Life at Work conference. It's on in Adelaide on the 7th and 8th of February, Brisbane the 14th and 15th, Melbourne 20th, 21st, Sydney February 29. Then on to Hobart March 6th and 7th, Canberra 13th and 14th and in Perth the 20th and the 21st. Great speakers, Professor Ian Harper as well as uh, Lieutenant Colonel Carney Elias, Dr. Michael Spence, uh, a whole bunch of speakers, including Andrew Laird. Uh, Let me point people to the website where you can get details. There is a special website for Life at Work. It's called lifeatwork.org.au. Life at Work is a part of City Bible Forum, City Bible Forum in all the capital cities around Australia, citybibleforum.org to find out what other great initiatives are running with City Bible Forum. Andrew, great getting your insights today. Thank you so much for taking some time to share those with us on 2020. Thanks for having me, Neil. It's a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.